This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the smash hit podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, shares her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this all new for 2019 episode, Mom reviews the Sandra Bullock, you know, I did it, Mom. I said Sandra, reviews the Sandra Bullock Please? thriller, Bird Box. Maybe I'm right. Who knows? Anyway, we're talking Who about Bird We're knows? talking about Bird Box this week, and here's Mom. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Well, we sound better than we did last time. I don't know. People yes, are telling me true. I still sound a little sinusy, but I, I feel much better. Remember when Jenna had a boyfriend that, that you would answer the phone and say hello, and he would say hello, and then you would say hello, and he would say hello? <laughs> um, which one was that? Alejandro. Oh, right. You're going way back to high school. Yes, yes. way back. Yes, I do remember that now. Yeah. And she always thought it was our fault. Yeah, for saying hello when we answered the phone. Like, I'm not sure what they say where he was from, but... (laughs) (laughs) But she thought it was our fault, so... Uh, How was your Christmas, Mom? It was... It went off without a hitch, I think, for the most part. A little late on some package deliveries, but... Kept hearing that from the post office, and I ordered a little felt kit that makes a little garland thing that I thought I would make for Eve to put, you know, so she could look at it when she was in bed. And uh, I ordered it from England on November 18th, and it's still not here. Oh, jeez. It's probably because of all that Brexit. Oh, I don't even understand that, so... But it should be arriving DHL. I don't know if they know where we are. We had a lot of snow here today, so I'm not expecting deliveries today. 89 has been closed. Um, It may be open now, but it was closed for several hours today. For people who don't know um, that Mom is referring to Interstate 89, uh, often considered the uh, jugular vein of the Northeast, wouldn't you say, Mom? Well, I certainly consider it that. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the busiest highway, though, you must admit. And it is one of the more poorly maintained highways during a snowstorm. Oh, during a snowstorm. Yeah, it can take a while yeah. to clear 89 during a snowstorm. It's yeah. picturesque, though. And they though. do a very lousy job. Isn't it pretty, though? Isn't it pretty to drive down 89, see all the mountains? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's quite beautiful. I'm just talking about the roadway. Yeah, I get it. I'm just trying to rehabilitate the image of I-89 a little bit. Oh, well, it's pretty boring for the most part. Um, did you <laughs> did you throw a big bash for New Year's Eve? Oh, you know us. <laughs> yeah. I think I was asleep by 8.30, you know, my first little thing. And then I woke up and, and, went, and actually then went to bed. So. Wow. Um, I'm going to give the, the listeners a moment to recover from that gripping New Year's Eve tale of debauchery and... Uh... <laughs> you know, people here used to used to shoot off fireworks and stuff but i guess all those people don't live here anymore yeah. because it couldn't have been quieter here yeah i remember that that was for a number of years the uh, i mean it was one family of can i say rednecks i don't know if that's okay to say anymore or not but they would fire off fire i mean it could be flag day and they would use that as, as yes. an excuse to shoot off some fireworks Yes, they were great enthusiasts, and it was great fun to stand and watch them 
and bitch about it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And you know who really loved him? The dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and the, and you couldn't. I could never decide when is the right time to give her some anti-anxiety medicine. Usually, it was as the last firework went off. Yeah, that's right. That never did anything anyway. It didn't seem to work very well. I wonder if they were placebos just for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's Here, right. Give your dog this. I bet you're I right. You're right, though. It didn't work very well. But I know why it didn't work for thunderstorms, which was her big thing, you know, where she chewed up the, the bed and the door and the... And that's because apparently dogs know that a thunderstorm is coming almost 24 hours before it arrives. 24 hours? I don't believe that. Well, I want to know why they aren't doing the the weather reports on television if they're so damn smart. That's right. Yeah, you stick it to those dogs, Mom. Dogs. The weathermen sure don't know what they're talking about. Mom? The country's meteorologists work very hard to keep us apprised of uh, upcoming weather events, and I admire their expertise. Do you have a friend that's a weatherman? No. I just don't want to piss off all the uh, weathermen and women who listen to our show, as I'm sure there are legions of them. Well, I'm sure they're doing their best, but uh, this is still a science that needs a little jiggling. I won a weather predicting contest in middle school once. Remember that? No. What did you win? Five bucks. What, how, how, using what system? Um, Mr. Sharp, our science teacher, distributed uh, like pressure maps or he would give us little pieces of information and we had to oh. predict what the weather was in that place the next day. Well, really, in middle school, I mean, and not to be so immodest, but you probably could have run rings around just about anybody in that school. That is not just a mother speaking. It was middle school, though. I mean, who I cares? I know, I know. But that wasn't your triumph moment, so. No, what was? Oh, I think you've continued to make triumph moments in, on every step of the way. Good answer, Mom. Oh, yeah, good answer. I mean, you were editor of the school newspaper. You know, you did a lot of stuff. I know. I was insufferable, wasn't I? You met your wife? <laughs> Is this another academic triumph? I met my wife in college. That's right. Well, I'm not saying academic. I'm college, just saying yeah. strive. Yeah, college. I killed it in college, too. Let's yeah, talk about killed- how great I am some more. It's the <laughs> This is the new podcast, everyone. It's just mom talks about how great I am. I love it. Great concept, mom. Stop it. Uh, I got a little story for you before we go I'm into listening. the bird box. So, uh, right before. I'm not going into the bird box. Oh, no? No. Okay. Right before this podcast, I was out uh, doing some politics. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get involved a little more, and I was out canvassing for a city council candidate who I support. The I know it seems like the election stuff is all over, but here in Chicago, we have a mayoral and city council election coming up in February. Why? I don't know. They scheduled it that way, but whatever. So I'm out knocking on doors, and I have a little trouble at first because it's so cold out that my phone stops working. So I have to, like, shuffle home and get a little portable charger to plug into it, and then I I head back out. 
and uh, talk to a bunch of people, you know, maybe four or five people. Most people aren't home in the afternoon, but I catch some people. And I'm pretty proud of myself. And I'm getting to almost the last uh, address on my list. And I go up and I knock the door and I say, hello, I'm John. I'm volunteering for Matt Martin, blah, 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 blah. And the woman says, oh, I'm just the nanny. And I say, okay. And I grab my literature and I say, would you, you know, I, first I ask her if she lives in the ward in case she may be a voter too. Very good. And then I uh, asked her to give this literature to her family. And she said, yes. And then she leaned a little closer at the door and she said, by the way, your zipper's down. <laughs> well, I guess you made an impression oh, on everyone you met. Wasn't I such an excellent representative of my candidate? Oh. Who will be calling you tonight to ask you to stay yeah. home tomorrow? Yeah. Could you please unvolunteer from the campaign? Oh, my God, Mom. I could have just shrunken into it. I felt like an ice cube that just wanted to melt. Look, I know the feeling as I went through something like that last week. Oh, yeah? Tell me. I already did. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm laying a trap for you. You must share this story. I forgot about this. Your story's better than mine. You got to go now. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Now, come on. All right. Dad gets deliveries on the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. Our house looks like it has sort of an apartment attached to it, but it's actually just the other side of the house. And the young man that is delivering right now is nice enough not to just leave it right on the sidewalk, and he comes around and knocks on the door. Mm -hmm. So I tend to get dressed all over the house in the morning. And luckily, I had taken my tights into the kitchen with me when the doorbell rang. Now, I've just gotten out of the shower, and I'm trying to put on tights quickly, mm -hmm. not going so well, because, you know, it's uh, sticky. When and, you're wet, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. So I just pulled them up. My feet aren't really in them all the way, but I just pulled them up and pull my shirt over it, and I go to the door and answer it, and he says, he, he talks like he's from deliverance. And he kind of laughs like this. <laughs> he's very nice. Good, yeah. But he's a little, you know, he makes me a little uncomfortable. Got it. All right. So he says, there's a big box on the other side of the house, uh, but it needs a signature. And I said, okay, okay, well, and, you know, but I'm a little flustered because I've had to really rush to get the door because he's going to leave. So, you know, and I'm trying to pull on my pants and they're leggings, not tights, just by okay. the way. Okay. So I said, well, here, let me just sign this and I'll meet you on the other side and you can just slide it in. And then it just dawned on me sort of what I said, and I start just laughing hysterically, just hysterically. I'm so nerved up. And he, I'm trying to sign my name and hand this back to him, but all the time I'm just laughing hysterically, and he's just looking at me like, what the hell just happened to you? Do you and think I he understood? all the way over to the other side of the house and opened the door and let him oh, put the box gosh, inside Let him slide it in, yeah. 
Wow. Sliding it in with the delivery man, Mom. You have sunk so low. Really? I mean, you know, it's not like I think I look like 20, uh, like I'm 20 years old. I know I look like an old lady, you know? It's just, it was so stupid, but I was just so flustered. And if I just had been not able to laugh, able to not laugh, you know, I think I, it would have been fine. Do you think but, he knew uh, what you were even, laughing about? Like, did he understand that you I were... have no idea. He had no reaction at all. I bet he didn't even know that there had, you know, that there had been a funny choice of words there. I, I hope not, because I did see him the next day, actually. Oh, I said to Daddy, that's it. I'm not answering the door anymore. If you get a package, just get out of bed and get it yourself. You know, can you see when I'm senile and in the old folks' home? I mean... It's just going to be horrible. I'm going to be saying all kinds of ridiculous, stupid things. I can't even get a hold of stuff now. <laughs> I think you have a, uh, I think your gift of gab is better than most moms, so I wouldn't worry about it. Well, anyway, I found that very embarrassing. And uh, as you know, I w the dad wasn't even here, and I just felt like I had to talk to somebody and so I contacted you to <laughs> hash that out with you, with you well that's very funny and you shouldn't worry about it and uh, it's nice that you've got the hots for the delivery guy Hachi no, Machi nor does he for me I mean that's why the whole thing is so ridiculous maybe it's he didn't just... before but <laughs> he's been unable to get you off his mind for some reason <laughs> we go we're recreating the office with uh michael saying all kinds of stupid stuff yeah you're the michael scott of uh, the household for sure and let me tell you we we've been watching that we've been watching reruns of that mm -hmm. and ed helms i how does he ever get through he he seems like the most annoying person in the whole world i know that's his character but well let me tell you um as you know, I worked with Ed Helms, um, yeah. or you may not recall that, but, uh, so I, do. <clears throat> I, when I watched him on the office, I know which stuff that he does is actually just stuff that he does around the office, which is more than you might think. And which stuff is, um, is totally made up, but a lot of it is just his personality exaggerated a little bit. Really? I mean, he's not such a doofus as his office character, but um, uh, he certainly would play that ukulele or banjo or whatever the hell he had. Um, and he, you know, he was boisterous. And the personality you see on The Office is not totally foreign to the real Ed Helms, I guess I'll put it that way. Well, I know that you've told me that before. And um, so I did try to watch it with a kinder eye, but... I I don't think I could work with him. Well, he's he's a really good guy. I think you could. I think you get along well with Ed Helms. All right. Well, call me Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do a podcast with him. Yeah, he would probably be up for that. And the delivering the FedEx guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, shall we talk about Bird Box? Everyone else is. <laughs> okay, then let's do it.
Released on Netflix late in December, the Sandra Bullock-starring thriller Bird Box built buzz over the holidays until online chatter made it the first certifiable Netflix meme of the year. The film sets up an apocalypse in which most of the population becomes either suicidal or murderous after viewing mysterious supernatural entities. We see a story that alternates between the early days of the crisis, when Bullock is holed up in a house with survivors, John Malkovich among them, and a later last-ditch mission by Bullock to usher two kids down a river, blindfolded, to supposed safety. Thus was born the Bird Box Challenge, in which internet idiots try to go about their days while blindfolded. It's the planking of our age. As for the movie, here's a clip. Listen to me. I'm only going to say this once. We are going on the trip now. It's going to be rough. It's going to feel like it's going on for a long time, so it's going to be hard to stay alert. It's going to be even harder to be quiet, but you have to do both. You have to do every single thing I say, or we will not make it. Understand. Under no circumstance. Are you allowed to take off your blindfold? You must listen as closely as you can. If you hear something in the woods, you tell me. If you hear something in the water, you tell me. Do you understand? Bird Box is available to stream on Netflix. Mom, are you twittering with delight over Bird Box? Tweet, tweet, tweet. (laughs) No. And I don't know why everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking. You know what? You know, I was sort of unplugged in the first week of the year. And so I didn't even hear everybody talking about Bird Box. I just heard everybody talking about everybody talking about Bird Box. So I knew it had to be our first uh, item up for bid, so to speak, here on the Pop Mom this year. But I don't really know what has people so crazy about it and... After having watched it, or as much of it as I could um, stand without falling asleep, I am still mystified. Well, and when when I watched it, uh, you know, there were some big names there, so I right. thought, here we go, you know, all right, settle in. This is what I thought of after I was all done. To me, it was like an elephant joke in the fourth grade with a, you know, like with a punchline that made you roll your eyes and right. pretend to gag a little bit. Can you tell us such an elephant joke, Mom? Um, how, how can you tell if there's an elephant in the room with you? How? You can smell the peanuts on his breath. Oh, okay. And wouldn't you say that song? That was up? about the bird box experience that you just gave yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I thought this was... Um, you know, there's good writing with an ending that grabs you. Mm-hmm. This was, I thought, manipulative writing with an ending that made me roll my eyes. Not even clever manipulative, though. Just right. like, I don't know. I My problem with it was that I didn't care about anyone. Like, right. you're on the river with the two kids. Okay, seems like a bad deal. Boy, you know, I wouldn't want to be there, but... There's just nothing that makes me care about Sandra Bullock. So, okay, we go back in time to the beginning of the terrible disaster. And I think, all right, now I'm going to care. And they just build a house full of people who the whole house could have burned down. And I would have been looking at my watch while the flames were going. Yeah. Saying somebody, somebody might ought to call the fire department. I just let it burn. Let's get this (laughs) over with. 
they they asked you to swallow quite a bit. I thought it was very derivative of lost, which huh. is not even close. How so? I'm not disputing. It's just how how no, is it? No, just that it was um, attention. There was attention there between the sort of people stranded in the house, right? As the mass suicide was playing out, right? That's right. Um, and they, you know, they've all collected at this house. Now here's the group, and we know basically, all right, these people we trust. Why would you open the door to anyone <laughs> under, you know? And, I, and I, why, why would just why would you do it? It seems so stupid. Oh, surprise! He's he's one of them. And the premise of you can't look at it, it being what I don't know. Yeah. You can't look at it. And, you know, Lost had that thing that was running through the woods right. real fast. Yeah, the and, smoke monster and all, all that, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I mean, Lost was a very good show until it got lost. But, hmm. yeah, um, well put. And then I also thought it was derivative of the birds, Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, because, you know, the birds could sense this or that. Well, it was hard for me to, I think those are good um, parallels, but it was hard for me to pin down any particular work that it um, paralleled just because it was so, it was such a rigid, to me at least, a rigid interpretation of this trapped in a box thriller, you know, which yeah. is goes all the way back to Night of the Living Dead, like that is... Uh, um, which is more of a horror movie, perhaps, but that's, you know, a pretty familiar thing, and, and that's fine. You know, I talked about yeah. this with Widows, like, uh, that was a heist film, and I was like, yeah, it's going to follow that form, but you see what it does with that form. And look, right. I'm not a big horror-slash-thriller guy, but I'm familiar with the with how the form works, and I'm just watching it thinking, like, okay, people are excited about that. What is it that it does that has people so alive and I don't get it. It made me feel out of touch, Mom. I, I think it was the punchline. I think it was like telling a stupid joke and the punchline that nobody saw. I mean, I laughed out loud when they were on the river. She's with two children that mm -hmm. she has, has lovingly named boy and girl. <laughs> right. And... You know, like, why the hell can't you give them a name? What? That's just as stupid. And that somebody that can see her, she kills. She shoots a gun and then she blindfolded slashes at somebody like that and kills that person. Yes. Like they don't step back and step away. And I just thought, really, do they, do they think I'm just going to swallow this? Well, that guy was under the influence of the Google Eye disease, so maybe. I don't care. I, I don't care. I didn't care about anything. People that are stupid enough to open the door after they've established that their group is okay, and now they can't. Now this now this other woman that's there with her that they're pregnant. They're both giving birth at the same time. Oh, I don't know. There was just so much BS in here. People should tell us if they liked it. Why? Why would you like it? I would not even give it the courtesy of liking it. <laughs>
You're not even going to do with that kindness. I'm not. I'm yeah. not even going to say, well, they tried because I don't think they tried. And I'm shocked that Sandra Bullock would would associate herself with such a piece of crap. You know, let's talk about the performances. I thought it was great of John Malkovich to read a couple lines of script every once in a while and then resume reading the zeros on his paycheck. <laughs> he would just look up from his paycheck every once in a while to read a line and then, you know, he'd go back to what he was doing. It makes me wonder what the what the producer or whoever the person is that puts this through uh, through this process, what did he have on all these people? <laughs> something really bad a contract really you think that would do it yeah but ma this is a netflix hit it's it does seem (sighs) that people love it so well because all i saw when i read stuff about it was oh why didn't i think of that ending why did oh they got me yeah, which we can't really get into. Well, you know, really, it's almost it's almost a service to tell people the ending. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's almost a service because, really, you could save yourself, what, an hour and a half? Two hours it, this thing lasts. It was two hours? Yeah. Really? It's, you shouldn't waste your time like this. Life is fleeting, you know? That's profound, Mom. So what, what did you think of it? Did you enjoy anyone's performance? No. I I was I didn't have a pulse at any point watching this film. And that's the other thing is the you you singled out the one scene where I was just like I'm not going to be scared at any point watching this movie. Um it's the scene where she's attacked by the you know the Google-eye man um on the river and I mean, to me, part of the conceit is they all have to wear blindfolds and they have to figure out. And we have the scene where he's driving around using the GPS and the proximity sensors, which is just that never ending uh, sequence. The The conceit is that they have the blindfolds on, but whenever she needs to have the ability of a regular person, it seems like she just does. Or how about or how about one of the kids is going to have to look when they go near the near the rapids or something yeah well well i can see why you didn't bother to name them because now we're just gonna have to discard one of them (laughs) can i just say i I mean i made the crack about john malkovich but can i just say that i was totally perplexed by the fact that his wife now maybe he's sort of a hard-hearted husband i don't know but his wife walks out the door dies, you know, catches this, oh, I got to kill myself disease by looking at the monsters um, who we can't see. Um, And he's like angry about it, but he's angry about it in the same way as if like Sandra Bullock backed into his mailbox, you know, like he's real pissy (laughs) and he's irritated about it. But like there's no real emotional impact from the fact that he just watched his wife murder herself. Right. <laughs> like he's more annoyed than shaken by the whole thing. And it makes you wonder, did he just not want to put creases in his makeup so that he didn't have to get made up again or it just lets your mind wander to this isn't even good acting. You mean like if he showed some emotion, he'd have to yeah. get a touch up? That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Inside the the movie and outside the movie, there was just nothing but 
questions <laughs> for me. And, of course, you know, I'm very quick to say, well, you're old, you don't get it. But, I, you know, when I'm laughing at her blindfolded fighting <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking, well, either you've really gone around the bend or this is crap. This is, this is just a big pile of steaming crap. It doesn't even... Yeah, you know, I get it, Mom, uh, that neither of us enjoyed it, but, like, I can't even really call it crap, because, like, it's not, to me, like, it's not even interesting enough to be crap. It's just kind of, like, fine. It's just so bland, which is what perplexes me. Like, if it were terrible, I could see, like, you know, maybe people love it because it's campy, or maybe, you know, it just is a divisive film. Some people think it's terrible, some people think it's great, but I would just left totally... It just was so limp to me, and the performance is so non-existent that it just didn't really inspire anything in me one way or the other. Right, right. But you know what? It ha- you have to be original. I really thought this, this, this piece of crap just took little pieces of everything that was interesting yeah. and diluted it and then slammed it on a canvas. I guess. I think you summed it up well, Mom. It's a very familiar film, and yet it doesn't really surpass any of the stuff that it borrows from, in my opinion, at least. Right. And the ending, to me, the ending was like, uh, I see dead people. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't. Now, that was a real thrill when the first time you saw that ending, I feel like. That was a well, great, was, that was a great twist. That was a great twist. It was. I agree. It's trite now, but that was a great twist at the time. Right. So I'm using it in reference now to this I see. junk. I see. It's as warmed over as I see dead people would be in 2019. Got it. There you go. Yep. Okay, so what is your grade for Bird Box? Oh, it, does, it doesn't even deserve a grade. Oh, it this is a first in Pop Mom history. Uh, notify the record keepers for the first time mom has refused to give a grade to the work in question. All right. All right. We're, I don't know how we're going to, uh, enter this in the record books, but we'll find a way. We'll have to have some sort of footnote. Uh, uh, in, uh, in, in old news, let me say this. Yeah. Are we moving on now? We're moving on now. <laughs> okay. I did get my copy of where the red fern grows. Oh, right. Yeah. I got a couple of suggestions for people. I told people that the yearling also was on my list, but it looks oh, like You're killing me here. as as I look at them at my list, it's all about animals. Yeah. Old old yeller. It's all about animals. Jeez, oh, and you're just I'm going to have to go take a nap and cry myself to sleep with all the sad stories you're bringing up. I mean, they're also wonderful and have great cheer and um, and delight to them, but um, they do have sad moments. They do have sad moments, Oof. but I'm going to tell you that if you look at these books that were written in, what, maybe the 50s and 60s, yeah. the, the language is so um, much richer than how we write for children today. You think so? Because in the last episode, you were talking about how young adult writing has uh, flourished and has become so lively over the years. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, I think Harry Potter made everybody interested in it again. Yeah. 
and there is some good stuff out there. But, you know, I, I don't work at the middle school anymore, so I don't know what's good and what's not. So I think there's some good writing out there. But those books do have a classic feel to them. Right. And I'm not sure if children today would enjoy reading them. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, I think they would. I think they would. It's funny because uh, after our last episode went out, a friend of mine told me that he uh, was delighted to hear us talk about Where the Red Fern Grows, which we did just in passing, in case you didn't hear the episode, um, because he said that his family is listening to Where the Red Fern Grows on audiobook and on their car trips. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? fantastic. What a coincidence. Well, maybe your friend has a list of other books that, that are, that would be good for me to read in 2019. Uh, is this your recommendation? No. You're really larding up the podcast with extra segments I'm here, sorry. Because we still got the contest to reveal to everyone. All right. Go. Recommendation or contest first? Uh, let's do the my recommendation. Okay, so you go. My recommendation is a book, oddly enough, called North of Normal, <laughs> a memoir of my wilderness childhood, my unusual family, that doesn't even begin to cover it, and how I survived both. It's by a woman oh, called Sounds Sia. like it was written by me. <laughs> Sia Sunrise Person. Mm -hmm. And she really grew up out in the wilderness with her grandparents, uh, two aunts, and her mother. And it, if I tell you what it's about, it'll sound just horrible. But she presents it in a more of a loving way. But apparently everybody just had sex and smoked pot right in front of her all the time. And she kind of thought that was normal. Good. They lived in a teepee in uh, like Canada or someplace. And uh, that was it. Wow. Uh, it, it'll have you turn in the pages, though. You won't believe it. It's just a great, um, maybe it's a junk book. I don't know, but. You won't be able to stop turning the pages. All right. That is North of Normal, a memoir of my wilderness childhood, my unusual family, and how I survived both by Sia Sunrise Person. There you go. We save this for the end of the podcast because we wanted it to be just for the loyal listeners who can stand to listen to us all the way through. <laughs> Mom mentioned at the end of last year, if you listen to our last episode, that she had a prize... Uh, so here's the contest, and then I'll let Mom tell you about the prize. Come up with a 2019 slogan for Pop Mom, and if I like it enough, I'll read it in the intro. Love it. Right? It's simple. Yeah. Um, so send that to popmomslogan at ological.net. And really the contest to see if you can type in the whole email address, because that's an accomplishment <laughs> in itself. I'm going to give that to you again. Popmomslogan at O logical, O then the word logical dot net. And if we select your slogan to be the champion slogan, are there any runner-up prizes, Mom? Uh, yeah, there could be. Okay. Well, I'll just say I have a lot of stuff left over from Christmas. You know. Yeah. Bath so there bombs and uh, <laughs> candles, and uh, so we'll see what people okay. come up with. So the grand the prize. Run, right. The runners up may receive some of mom's crap left over from Christmas, but the grand prize is Drum roll with your tongue. Ooh, that sounds like my kitty cat. Um an advent calendar from Johnny Cupcakes 
that has 25 pins in it. And that, you know, that's pins like you put on your backpacks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Although they have to wait until December to really enjoy the prize. <laughs> well, they could do it in February. Oh, that's true. That's true. Really, any month you could do, right? Oh. That's right. Good idea, Mom. And if you're and if you're really a slob, you could do it all in one day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just sit there popping up on those doors and oh, here's a purple one. Now Ooh. the thing is that I don't even the website did not show them and so I have no idea what they look like. Oh, I see. Oh, it's a mystery even to you. Now, people should know when we say Johnny Cupcakes, this is not like a cupcake company. It's it's a designer, oh, no. right? Right. A whimsical it's- designer that really, if you know mom, as you do from the podcast, it's a designer that fits mom's, sensibility, mom's sensibilities quite well, I say. And they have an online store, so you could look it up and see what they're all about. Yeah, look it like. up. We're not going to tell you about it. Look it up. Oh, it'll be fun for you. They have an exclusive running now on four Beatles themed Johnny Cupcake t-shirts, which I did not get, but... Uh, so send your slogan one more time to popmomslogan at ological.net, and uh, hopefully we'll have some entrance by the next... What's our deadline? Uh, should we give it two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks from you hearing this podcast, which I assume goes out January 10th. God willing, this is going God out January willing. 20th, so January 24th will be the deadline for that. And uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Uh, what should we talk about, Mom? Mm. Uh, something interesting. Oh, you always have a good answer, Mom. Yes, I we do. should talk about something interesting. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Happy New Year, everybody. Love you, Johnny. Love you, too. Happy New Year.